Welcome to another episode of Two Shot Tuesday. As always, I am one of your hosts, Jason Riley, the former corporate guy turned actor, and I am here with my other co-host. And we wouldn't have a show without him, Barry Nixon, the man <laughs> of the hour, podcaster extraordinaire, the man who has taken his passion for living, for breathing, and for moving about. And has combined that into a life unequaled. A life unequaled. Well, <laughs> that is incredibly generous, Jay. Uh, it's not exactly accurate, but I do appreciate it. I You're didn't a hell even of a write that down. That came, that <laughs> it just came, came from the you. heart. Yeah, that right is from straight the from the heart. Does that have anything to do with the fact that the holidays are pretty much here? I'm seeing a lot of Christmas decorations and trees out and about. So is that what says perhaps has spawned this, you know, um, outpouring of generosity? I don't know. I'd like, to, I'd like to think that it would be uh, just showing up anyway, but it might have. It might yeah. have been. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it's still I'm still feeling the buzz from last week's memory lane episode. With That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun talking about improv and talking about the old sketch troop days and reliving probably our worst show ever, which started to come back to me in little bits and pieces after uh, you guys reminded me on the uh, about it i had totally blocked that out i remember going home dejected after that show like i'm never doing improv again okay but now is it coming back to you how you and i were out there trying to be like high-tech gangsters and suddenly i i'm not at this but i can't yet retain oh any knowledge of specific scenes i'm happy yeah. that you don't because i wrote that it where we tried it in class it was great people loved it in class and we thought we're onto something and we got out of there on stage <laughs> and, we and that was officially my last, that was it for me. I didn't, I never did anything after that. That was my retirement. That was the, the finale for Barry on was stage. It really? Yeah, no. it was after, no, it was, I didn't do anything, even theater sports after that. That was it. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize that was that. Seminal. When I said, no, when I said it was my retirement, I wasn't joking. That was, that was the end. I really, I felt like the universe was really trying to tell me something and I, I had to heed the, the lesson that I learned. And that was, it's time to pivot to something else because that was just awful. All right. Anyway. Well, here we are. Happy, uh, happy to be with you tonight. <laughs> happy I'm to glad be with I you. can't remember it. You are listeners for joining yeah. us uh, for another week. And uh, here we go. We got a lot to get through tonight, Jay. Should we sure. start with a shot just to get going? Yeah, I think, I think so. All right. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Okay, for shot number one, I got some Jameson cold brew. Jay, this is one of my favorites. What have you got? And I, because in an unprecedented move, you know, we did the show last week, and then the very next night, I saw you and Lori live. You guys came to my improv show, and afterwards, when we were catching up, she said, "Maybe you guys should, you know, shoot a tequila on the show." So I have with me a wow. Jose Cuervo, nice. in honor of Lori, and I took an extra moment to pour some salt onto my hand here. So I have I see that. salt on my hand. So authentic. You're ready yes. for Mardi Gras, dude. I'm ready to do it. Here we go. So, so let's, cheers. you know, cheers to Lori. Here's to Lori. Cheers. So the improv show that you did, thank you for inviting us. I thought you were fantastic. Uh, your troupe was easily the strongest that was on offer that evening. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun show and it was nice. You know, a lot of people coming back for the first time on stage or first or second or third, probably max, uh, and just trying to get back in the rhythm. And as our, our troupe, 
uh, DVG, Darth Vader Ginsburg, is really all about just goofing around and having fun. And, you know, there was a one scene where we were doing Dune and you know, <laughs> that was the great. Troop. She had never seen Dune. She didn't know what we were talking about. And so as soon as that became exposed, one of the things that our troop will do is just kind of pounce on that and just have a lot of fun with it. So it's not exactly the purest improv, but it's a lot of it's a lot of messing around and it's a it's a good time. It's a great time. Yeah, it was a good time. I also remember uh, some very entertaining Italian accents, which you're still allowed to do. It's you yep. can still kind of do Italian accents and Irish accents without yep. anyone raising an eyebrow. So uh, good choices. So uh, for the rest of the cast of, uh, of your troop, how did you guys all meet? Oh, we met through various class. Most of us met in class. Um, when I went back to Second City, I did the long form conservatory. So like we had the conservatory that we got to build a sketch show. Long form is you build a long form improv show. And so most of the people on stage I'd met in that show or in that class and a few others. It's a group that we do the stuff through. It's called, they're called the assembly. They will take players and kind of put you together uh, to form a troop. We started out as a, as a, we're now a house team, it's called. Uh, we started mm -hmm. as a grad team. So we immediately got put where they'll mix up grad teams quite a bit. And there was one time where they wanted us to, because we had such a great time together. We did our first year and mm -hmm. then they wanted us to re-audition. They were going to presumably put us on different teams. So we signed up separately. We went into the website and we signed up and we all auditioned at the exact same time. So we showed up. And, and so our audition was our troop coming together. We all signed up for the exact same audition time. And cool. we were like, okay, go ahead, do, make us audition for this thing. So they just put us back together as a troop. And they, we've been together ever since. We've had people wow. move, unfortunately, away. So we've lost a few members and new ones have come on. But always it's been just lots of fun. It's, a, it's the troop where I can just do, I don't naturally gravitate towards kind of the silly improv stuff and i'm probably the improv dad in the troop where i will be the guy that kind of sets up the who and the what and the where you know right so that people can fuck around within it um but mm -hmm. i like to go there too and it's just a lot of fun well i'm looking forward to uh, seeing you again it was it was good to see you back up there and uh yeah let yeah, me know i'm all about out. support i will be yeah, happy really to nice. be in the audience for any of your improv shows jay all right it's all about support here <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, and you may need to consult your omnibus uh, for this yeah. one. Okay. Either I, I assume you have both DC and Marvel handy at all times, usually Always. on your person when yeah, you're, yeah, close. good, 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 good. So my question is out of uh, sort of the, the DC and Marvel catalog, what superhero would you like to see on screen that we haven't seen before? Like go deep into your knowledge bank. And is there a character that has never been featured either in, on the big screen or in a, like a TV series that you're like, how have they missed this person? I want to see a movie about X. Could be either Marvel or DC, whichever you decide. Well, I'm going to pick DC because they're my favorite universe, even though they haven't executed uh, outside of comic books as well as Marvel has. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've ever seen this character. Booster Gold is a character that was created in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, if he has shown up, he may have just guest starred on like a Smallville or something like that, but that I didn't see. His name um, is Booster? Booster Gold. And okay. he is from the future uh, where he is a failed, I'm trying to remember his origin. I don't have it all perfectly down, but he's like a failed pro athlete. He either bet on games or something happened where he oh. was a failed uh, football player. 
and he's like the Pete be- Rose thing, gambling on your own. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And he was created to do that. So you can't do that. And so he <laughs> was disgraced. And so what he did was he sent himself back in time to, I don't know why he just sent himself back in time. I think to do a different era where he could be a star. And so he did. So he became this big celebrity kind of guy and he, to the point where they were branding his costume with stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then he eventually became one of the, one of the, um, these, the people that kind of bounce around through time and he would go mm-hmm. around. So he had a very interesting series uh, like 10 years ago where he would bounce around through uh, key events within the DC universe. And he'd have to try and write, he was like, it was like quantum leap. He had to write things that were going wrong. Oh, and, wow. Anyway, he was an interesting character, but he was all about, he was built, he was born out of this kind of celebrity status stuff. So I think Booster Gold would be interesting. Booster Gold. Now, who would you see playing Booster if you were casting? Oh, that's a good question. Because um, you're looking for someone with who's like F, uh, ex-athlete sort of build, right? Yeah, and he's still kind of young because he, he'd have to be youngish. He wasn't retired. He was kicked out of the game. So, like, if this was the '90s, you'd you'd cast Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosselin, <laughs> right, of course, yeah, Booster Gold. So, who is that in today's world? Maybe the guy that played Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, or one of the Amell guys was Stephen Amell, and somebody else is his brother. One of them could play Booster Gold. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of them could play Booster Gold. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna go with one of the Amells. One of the emails. Okay. And so when will shooting begin, Jay? Ooh, oh boy. A lot of questions. Yeah. I don't have approvals all the way around on this yet, but <laughs> I think we're going to need some summertime. So let's, let's start in the spring. You're I just want you to tell me everything there is years. about booster gold, man. <laughs> that name <laughs> is that alone it? is just awesome. Oh boy. All uh, right. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm going to be looking I... for that on Disney plus or some other streaming service. Booster <laughs> yeah. gold, everybody. Booster gold. I think uh, that's shooting in the spring. I've got something for you. Okay. Well, this is, I have a listener question for you from Carol Ann. She's given us some listener questions before. I'm not sure if we've talked about this on a previous episode, but you know what? Things change with life and pandemics and things. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, that's interesting. Biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Hmm. I have to think about that one. Oh, Uh, yes. Okay. I shouldn't have to think that long. When I'm in the gym uh, exercising and I see somebody, you know, maybe a machine or two away from me and they're doing, they're finishing their set and they just let the weight go and it crashes, the whole stack of weight crashes down. Right. To me, that's just disrespectful. And, you know, that's just, you can't do that. It means you're lifting too heavy. You should be putting the weight down like you're putting a baby into like a bassinet. You should be gently returning the weight to its original place. You don't just let it go. Like, you know, like the, the, you're not yeah. doing a clean and jerk uh, in the Olympics. You know, it, it's one thing to drop a weight, maybe if it's a dumbbell or something, yeah. but not on the machines. Come on. Oh yeah. That's, that's how they get broken. Do you notice one particular person doing this regularly? I did before the pandemic, but that person I've not seen since. So maybe they moved or maybe they just gave up on exercise. Either way, that's cool with me. Uh, because that person was constantly, uh, they would do it on the leg press in particular. Oh, that's the worst. It's like, I couldn't possibly let the thing down. Yeah. Like I had to finish on the up push. Yeah. And then just like letting your feet go and having this stack (laughs) of weight crashing. It's like, you're also, you're cheating yourself because you're not getting your full extension. Part of the the movement is being able to put control the weight back down. Yeah. Gently. That's, that's part of it. And did they go, 
oh, when they let it go, like they were no. oh, taxed. No, I, I don't remember. I, I but it, it always kind of irked me. That's for sure. I would always, I would always give these people a look. Yeah, because you're not supposed to do that. That's just a very poor gym etiquette. So that would be my pet peeve. That's a good one. right now. What about you, Jay? I would have to say waiting in lineups. I don't like waiting in lineups. It has uh, always been annoying for me. I don't like being on the road in a lineup. Like I would rather um, a lot of times if I had a choice of driving down the DVP or taking, you know, city streets, knowing that it would take me longer, but at least I could keep moving. I would mm -hmm. rather do that. So in a car, I don't like sitting in line in a store. I don't like being in line. Right. And, you know, I understand lines. There are certainly more lines <laughs> now than we've ever had. But yes. Yes. So I've, I adapt, but I don't like it. If I can avoid it, I like to go a bit earlier. Like, you know, in the days of going to, to bars or clubs, I hated when you'd be standing in a line for coat check and things like that. It just drives me crazy. It's like something is not properly being taken care of that I'm stuck in a line. Yeah. In fact, I was at uh, a shoppers the other day. We were talking in a previous episode about self-checkouts. And yeah. Every self-checkout was closed except for one. And it wasn't like the machine was frozen up. It actually just said like closed or use next cash or like they shut down self-checkouts to create a line. I don't understand it. It's like, what are you doing? Those are all supposed to be open. Right. Well, they must have been broken or something, right? It must have been, but it, it didn't say broken. It, it just, I mean, it, usually <laughs> when they're broken, they're just frozen up on some screen. So you would like to see like a uh, like a report, a data sheet showing <laughs> yeah, exactly what went, what went wrong with this machine and or, what's the ETA for it to be fixed? Have you called somebody? Is someone know, on site ready to do the repair? That's ideal state. I would take like a, one of those, you know, when the DOS screens just pop up and there's just a bunch of green lettering on black screen. Then I you oh, know yeah. it's broken. Like that's yeah. it's doomed. Somebody's got to flip that thing on and off and call right. central. That I would take over. Like this just said, like, it was basically like those caches that say like, you know, next cash will next cashier will take you. Right. And there was one working. I don't know. I feel like they shut them down for the night. It was later in the evening and I feel like they were shutting down. Were you at shoppers at like 2.30 AM? Like, <laughs> it was not. It was, it was no. only eight o'clock at night, but it was, I felt like they were, they were starting to, I don't know. I feel like something, something, there's something fishy going on. Well, there's been uh, staff shortages recently, right? Mm, well. So maybe that's part of it. Although if it's a self-checkout, you don't that's need a staff thing. member, do you? Exactly. I, I don't know. Answered my own question. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, you know what it's time for? <laughs> shot number two? You betcha. <laughs> All right. For shot number two, I am switching it up. I'm going to uh, call back to it last week when mm -hmm. uh, I broke out the um, West Cork. Broke out the West Cork Irish Well whiskey. done. Whew. Outstanding word finding there, Jay. I saw it. <laughs> you were looking and you found it. Perfect. Jameson cold brew on this end. Cheers. Cheers. I just wanted to take a second too to acknowledge our uh, American listeners that they have Thanksgiving coming up this weekend. So happy Thanksgiving to our friends south of the border, in particular Columbus, because I know we rock in Columbus. Absolutely. So I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. And you've already had it by the time this airs. You, you, you love doing that, eh? <laughs> you love playing the, all this time travel thing. Uh, I want to hear about Ghostbusters. I want your Ghostbusters Afterlife review. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife. You I'd be happy it. to. I would be happy Take to. Take me through I, it, every minute of it. It was, it was, honestly, Jay, by the time it got, we got to the end, there wasn't a friggin' dry eye in the house. 
including myself and Rob Peets, two grown men sobbing like school children. It was unbelievable. They, they handled this so well. It was an absolutely loving uh, tribute to Harold Ramis. And they were able to work him in there. I mean, I guess that's, people know this already, I, I assume, but they were able to work him in there. And it was not done in any type of cheesy way. It was very, very tasteful. It was just on completely on point. It was beautifully handled. And um, as a result, it was like, wow, everyone in the audience was, was feeling it uh, by the time the, the final credits were rolling. Two additional post-credit scenes as well. So stick around for that. Was it like Moff Tarkin from Star Wars? Like computer-generated Tarkin oh. you know, uh, and Rogue One. Was it computer-generated Harold Ramis? I, I can't say. I, you asked for spoiler-free. I guess I already... Was it a puppet? I don't know. You've alluded to it like a hologram. There must have been a hologram and he gives well, a, an impassioned speech. Was it Ghost like... Ghostbusters, Jay. How do you think? Ghost, he... of course. There you go. There you Thank go. Thank you. Okay, there, I got there it. There you go. Okay. Did he give like an impassioned speech like Tashi? No, he did didn't speak. She died? Oh. And that was how it was so brilliantly handled. He didn't speak. He was a ghost. There was no talking. They didn't try to mimic his voice or any of that stuff. It was just his. They did like a deep fake. He it looked like just like him, but in the ghost form. But it was it was unbelievably well done. How they? I'm not going to tell you exactly how it, yeah. you know, sort of materialized at the end, but. Yeah, they had him in. They had him in ghost form. It was it was really really cool to Very see. Cool. And they brought back some other uh, favorites from the original two movies. I'm telling you, man, this was like so well done. I was I was thrilled. Wow, it was a good time at the movie. Excellent. Yeah. So four and one, a half stars you gave it. Four and a half stars. Uh, one thing that we did. This was totally new for both Rob Pete's and I. We went and saw. The movie was shown like obviously standard, you know, the screen is ahead of you, but they mm -hmm. also had screens on the right and left of the theater and they call it uh, cinema X, I think is what our screen X is what it was called. Okay. So it's like you're seeing action straight ahead, but also in the peripheral. So some of the action sequences, and it wasn't just like the same image that you see at the front repeated yeah. on either side. It was like a widened They shot image. for it. Yeah, okay. they shot for it. So the scene where they're, Ecto-1 is driving through the cornfield, you have cornfield on either side of you, ah. you know, and certain, certain, all the like big set pieces, action set pieces were done like this, not the whole movie, but you know, it was appropriate when it was done. Um, they, they give you a little demo of this new technology, this new way to watch movies in the beginning. And it felt like, like I felt a little bit seasick at one moment because it would look like the whole theater was kind of tilting left and right. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty pretty trippy. I don't know if I would want to see movies like that all the time, but uh, for this one, it was it was pretty cool. All right, but I got to also say the two bonus scenes at the end of Afterlife are just brilliant, and so yeah. so stick around for those. And I'm guessing this is while it's a nice self-contained movie, is probably also a bridge for potential sequels if they should choose for a new generation to go into. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, okay, we're gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that's we'll leave nice. it at that. So four and a half stars, Ghostbusters Afterlife listeners, get to the theater and see it. And if you want to check it out, something brand new you might not have experienced before, cinema, or I think it's Screen X. That's what it's called anyway. Screen it's the wraparound. They, they build it as a wraparound screen. It's not truly a wraparound screen. They're just projecting the image on the right and left wall, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, That sounds like something from the 90s, though. I have to say, the name of it is, you know, X-Sports and X, you know, XFL that was like all very early 2000s 90s kind of stuff I'm surprised they went with that name but you know maybe yeah. we'll get someone from Cineplex to talk about that screen X screen as X. opposed to like around you 
That would have been a good name. <laughs> around you. <laughs> Come that and check it better. out in the Around You Theater. Because yeah. <laughs> we go Dude, almost around you. This is why they need you, Jay. Like, this is this is how ball? your mind works. You know, yeah. I can see why you did so well at Home Depot with your creativity. If you yeah. could port that over to Cineplex, I mean, they could around you. Let's get going. <laughs> All summer long. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. And it's you. like, now, is that around apostrophe? A or is it like around J A around Ja? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the creative. That's your department. We got to work on I, that. Yeah. Okay. Check Sounds it out. good though. It's coming this spring around Ja. Yeah. Okay. And like uh, like I said, be ready because there's a lot of feels in this movie, and especially <laughs> towards the end, a lot of feels. So maybe like everything should just be about fields, only fields in Screen X. It's not just the fields though. There's a, like the climactic <laughs> battle at the end also had this all kinds of crazy stuff going on on the right and left. It was pretty wild. Was there any point when a ghost moved all the way from the left around ya to yes. the right? Yeah, yeah, one ghost and you could follow that if you want. You could to. follow that. That's a yeah, good it was like that technology. It, exactly. It was a kind of a slimerish character. Yeah. They just called him the muncher, but it uh he just ate everything in sight, but it Is wasn't slimer. slimer. No, it's not Slimer uh, like the way we remember, but it's it's a big green blob oh. ghost that eats everything in sight. That's but it's not necessarily Slimer, you know, with that smile and the teeth and all that stuff yeah. that we remember from the other Why wouldn't movies. they put him in it? Why have another one? I don't know. It, new audiences, Jay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they tested it. They tested Slimer. Slimer didn't go. And he didn't, we, like, he didn't... we like everything about it except the name. Yeah. Slimer. But he was and like he was never called hit. that. No, that was only just in the cartoon. Only, exactly. The real Which Ghostbusters. I have, I have all the episodes of that. If you ever want to watch that, I have every episode of the real Ghostbusters in a special collector's firehouse kit. I, I might want to see that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> is all it right. DVD or is it Blu-ray? It's uh, DVD. It was before Blu-rays right. really took off. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that's our show for this evening, Jay. Yeah. A lot of good, uh, important ground was covered. A lot of information shared. I think most so. of it was useful. Yeah. Some of it, maybe even life changing. I don't know. Is it? Know. Is that too far? Maybe yeah, it's too far. I, well, you know, you never know. We will only know as we play out the season and see which which of these items have changed our lives as we go forward. And there's one thing I didn't talk about tonight. And I'm going to talk about next time. We didn't have time. so <laughs> That's a great way. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Our first cliffhanger. Cl- cliffhanger. Amazing. I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm not going to okay. even tantalize. It's just there's something that I had to talk about and it didn't work its way in. So it's going to, I'm going to bring it up next time. Okay, listeners, this is our first ever Two Shot Tuesday uh, cliffhanger. Please be with us next week. We're going to find out what was on Jay's mind. He couldn't possibly shoehorn into this conversation. My mind is racing right now. I'm not even sure I can wait until next week, but we'll be back as we always are each and every week. And thank you very much for spending your time with us. If you want to reach out, you can always hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, and on our text line, 647-486-4848. Until then, take care. Have a great week. And Jay, I can't wait to find out what you're going to drop on us in one week's time. I can't wait to talk about it. It is. This is super hot. This is super hot. (laughs) All right. Take care, buddy. Bye.